0: Amen. Come on, let's let's lift up a praise before Him right now. <laughs> hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, we praise You, we worship You. Oh, hallelujah! 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, it's exciting to be in, in the presence of God once again. Yeah. remain standing we're gonna uh, we're gonna move quickly into the word of the Lord but before we do I just want to remind everyone of our uh, uh, of our services of the things that are going on Um, I know everybody's like (laughs) it's been 28 days is he gonna extend it (laughs) no I'm not what I am going to ask though See, how'd you like how I did that? I'm not going to do that. But, no. um, I am going to ask that we continue on with our prayer at 7 o'clock. But I would like for us to do it in our homes. And then um, we're going to return back to our Tuesday night service. And Tuesday night service, we're going to switch that up a little bit. It's going to be more prayer focused than it is uh, Bible teaching focused. Although there may be times where, you know, God moves on me to, you know, to to teach. And there may be some Sunday mornings where we start out teaching and and then we do the worship. And we're just going to switch it up a little bit and and get the teaching in however God wants. But we're going to continue on with prayer. Amen. 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 Um, The other thing that I want us to continue to do is, I don't know about you, but I, I really enjoy our Saturday prayer. Amen. Now, I, I, I'm I, I am aware that seven o'clock is awful early on, on Saturday mornings, Amen. and so um, I, I'd like to I'd like to push that back a little bit. If y'all are all right with that, maybe we can pray from say nine until ten on Saturday, Amen. and that way you you know you don't have to be up at six o'clock, Amen. or like me I got to get up at five in order to do that. So you know, okay. but um, we're we're going to uh, we're going to adjust that a little bit. But we are going to continue with our Saturday morning prayer, and we are going to have Tuesday night prayer, and the remainder of the week, I'd like for us to have prayer in our homes at 7 o'clock. We can all join together. It'll be, you know, uh, it'll still be us all praying at the same time. We'll just be in different locations praying. So, you all right with that?
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Good, good. Uh, Let me see, what else? Oh, offering don't forget our tithing and our offering i know that uh i know that you're you're faithful in that we have moved the location the the basket is back there it's not over by the door so you have to kind of travel out of your way a little bit you know but i promise the journey's not far (laughs) yes so just remember to be uh be faithful in your tithing and your offering i know you are thank you for that and um we're going to get into the Word of the Lord. Is that all right? Amen. How many of you noticed our our our, our sign up here? Amen. Amen. Well, this is our Vision Sunday, and uh, this is our vision statement for this year: Amen. live red. Amen. And so today we're going to talk about that. Um, let's just let's pray for a moment here. Let's just ask God. To move and have his way in this place today God Lord we love you we thank you God we thank you for your goodness to us we thank you for your mercies God Lord we thank you for your presence that is here right now God I just pray that you would move among us today God Lord we yield ourselves to you right now God for your will and for your purpose God Lord speak through me today God as you see fit Lord let me speak the words that are pleasing to you God Lord, and, and hold back the words that are that are not of you today, God. Lord, let me speak according to your will, God. Lord, I thank you for it. I pray that your will be done in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
0: You may be seated. Why don't you greet somebody around you? You don't have to shake hands. It's okay if you do. Oh, all right, all right. I, I want... I want to start out by sharing something with you. This morning, I got up early, as I as I always do. I got up early and I was in prayer. And the Lord spoke to me for the church today. And I feel led to, to share what God said. Uh, God directed me to uh, John, the 8th chapter, verse 12. And um, I can promise when he spoke it, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, okay, well, let me go look at this. And he spoke, or he he shared this with me. The scripture is, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. As as I said, I was praying, and and the Lord spoke, and he said, listen, today we come to the close of this uh, 28-day journey that we have been on accomplished great things with each one of us and our lives have forever been changed and so I, I'm thinking this I'm, I'm, I'm going through this in my mind and the Lord spoke to me this message he said today marks a new beginning for Claremont Pentecostal Church we have ended this journey and are entering or, and are entering now into a new season this season is the season of harvest And this harvest will last for this church until my return. I have equipped you and empowered you. I have given you my spirit and my gifts. I have shined my light upon you. And now it will shine through you into a dark world. I am sending you out into the harvest. Go in the power of my name, Jesus, and reap a great harvest for me. Though I am sending you out, you are never alone. I am with you always. Call on me often for direction, for strength, for protection, for wisdom, for provision and guidance. I will answer you. I am the light of the world and I have chosen you to do this work. Do not fear or worry or fret. I will guide you every step of the way. When you get tired, turn to me and I will strengthen. Go in my power and might. Let my light shine through you, and my blessings will overtake you every day. Church, God's chosen us, and he has sent us out. And so today, I want to talk to us about living ready. Um, What does it mean? What does that mean for us? What does it mean to live ready? Well, of course, it means to live ready for His return. All right. If there's any any that have not received salvation, which I look around and I believe everybody here has been saved. But those that you know, if they haven't been, if they haven't been saved, if they haven't uh, availed themselves to that message in Acts chapter two, the the repentance, the baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, then that should be utmost in their life. That should be in the foremost or forefront of their desires is to make sure that they are ready for his return. But under the church, it means more. You see, in everything we do and every day that we live, we are to be ready to be led and used by God. Paul wrote unto Timothy and he instructed him, in 2 Timothy chapter four and verse two, to preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. And you know, we think about that and we apply that solely to ministers and to preachers, but it applies to all of the church. Oh no, we may not all be up behind the pulpit preaching the word, but we are all an example of the word. We are all letting our life Speak to others about the Word of God through through the way that we live, the way that we act, the way that we talk, the way that we dress, everything about us. People see Jesus (laughs) in us and through us, and so we are speaking that, and so as Paul wrote to Timothy, he said you need to be instant, in season, and out of season. In other words, it's not just enough to... uh, to be ready when you come to church on Sunday morning, that you look the part and act the part and talk the part and think the part and. Amen? Amen. Amen? It's more than just a Sunday morning experience. It's every day, everywhere we go, 24 hours a day, we are to be a representative of Christ. Amen. Now, in living ready, We are to to be ready not only to to minister to others, but we're also to be ready to to be ministered to ourselves. The Holy Ghost is going to minister to us as we are ministering to others. In the word that the Lord spoke to me for the church this morning, notice that he said, call on me often. And, and as, he, as he spoke even further in this, he said, as, as you're in this harvest, if you, uh, let me, exactly what he said here, let my light shine through you and my blessings will overtake you every day. We have to be ready for that. Amen. We have to have room in our life to receive his blessings. Right. You know, sometimes our lives are filled with a lot of stuff and we don't have room to receive what God wants to give us. Right. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that this is a message that is very applicable to us today. See, our message that, that we are to preach is the message of God's love, His plan of salvation. And His power to change lives. That's what that's what we as individuals preach to this world. That's right. When people see you, and they they see a smile on your face, they see you know joy in your life. That speaks to God's love. Amen. When when they see the the way that you live, when they see those things that that are happening in your life. When, when they see how, how you used to act and how you act now, those people that have known you for a while, they can see the effects of the plan of salvation and how that it changes us.
1: That's right.
0: amen. When the scripture says that we're made new creatures in Christ. We really are. That's right, we all could think back to the way we used to be before salvation and and, and we most of us would kind of blush and, and and be ashamed of of the way we were you know sometimes i i i feel sorry in a sense hear me out on this but i feel sorry for people that don't have that experience in their life of having lived a, a truly sinful life and and having that that transformation that takes place there are people that you know and it's a wonderful thing that you know children that are raised up in the church and they you know they never backslide they're there they serve god that's great but they don't know like some of us know the power of god to change Oh, to to break chains of bondage, to break addictions, to to change behaviors that are that are you know ingrained in us, to to take things that that maybe we were taught from a child that were wrong, things that were that were modeled in front of us that were wrong, and, and God has the ability to transform us and to bring us into a a, a, a new mind, a right way of thinking,
1: right.
0: and and so. We have to. We have to be ready to to share that. We have to. You know, there are times where we need to share our testimony. I don't believe that we need to glorify our past, but we do need to let people know that oh, there, there's a power in God to change us. Huh. I, I'm so thankful for that today. Yeah, let's just take a minute and thank God for that. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord, for that power that works in us, God, that changes us, God. Lord, that that power, Lord, that liberates us and frees us, God, from the bonds of sin. Thank you for that, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. We are, as Christians, to walk into a dark world and, and be the light that shines and shows the way out of sin and into God's grace and into his mercy and into his love. Yes. This world is is longing to find a way out. Yep. They're looking for something that will fill that void within them. And they try to fill it with all kinds of different things. Carnal pleasures, uh, you know lust of the flesh, pride of life, all these things they try to, to, to pile into their life, to fill up that empty space, and none of that satisfies. No. No. And so God, in his mercy and in his grace, he comes and begins to unpack all of those things out of somebody's life. When, when they repent, he, he removes those things out of their life, and he, he fills them with his love and with his grace. Yes. With his mercy, he, he, he inhabits them with his spirit. That's right. Amen. See, and when they do that, that's the only thing that can truly satisfy that hunger within us. Amen. Now, this is not a, a momentary task, but instead it's a lifestyle. Yes, yes. It is. This is something that we are called to every day, to live ready. This is to be the heart and the center of our existence. This should be our our primary goal. Is God? When I wake up today, how can I glorify you? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've got other things that that are you know on the agenda that I have to accomplish today. But God, first and foremost, how can I glorify you today, God? Amen. Amen. Above everything else that has to be done, God, how can I how can I do something? that will please you and and, and and help and grow your kingdom. Amen. 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 That's what God creative, created us for, is to glorify him. Yeah. We're instructed to live as overcomers in this life through the power of Jesus Christ. We're we're not to, you know we're not instructed to you know to still live under the bondage of sin, but we are supposed to be overcomers. We're supposed to have the power to to overcome those things. Amen. You know, I read a a, a devotion this morning. A, a, it was just a, a little sideline thing that I read, but it was it was amazing to me. There was a, a man that he took a young apprentice with him up onto a a, a hillside and they oh, they were overlooking this great forest trees that were grown and, and big and beautiful and it was just as far as the eye could see you could see this forest of trees and the the uh, the older man asked his apprentice he said can you pluck all of those up and 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 at one time cast them away from here the young apprentice laughed. He said, well, of course I can't. He said, there's no way that I could do that. He said, oh, but you can. The young apprentice shook his head and he looked and he said, what do you mean I can't? He said, I can't even lift one of these trees. He said, this would take, you know, weeks of of heavy earth, you know, earth moving equipment and heavy equipment to to clear this and, and, and trucks to be able to haul it away and all of that. There's no way. That I can grab hold of all of these and cast them away from here. He said, oh, he said, but you can't. He said, no, no, no. He said, that would would take something supernatural. He said, oh, you're, you're right there. It does take something supernatural. He said, but it also takes timing. He said, right now you see these trees and they've fully developed and they've fully grown and they've put roots down into the earth and they're huge. He said, but... If I were to hand you a bag of seeds and say this is enough seeds to plant this entire forest he said could you take those seeds and cast them away he said oh I could do that no problem he said absolutely he said it's the same in our life with sin he said sin if we allow it to remain to grow to develop it's hard to get rid of. Yeah, it's right. so, all, oh, but if those seeds of sin, when they first come, if we, we take those up and we cast them away, we don't allow them to remain. We don't allow them to develop. It's no problem for us to, to get rid of a seed. Right. And as Christians, we have to do that daily. Right. We've got to make sure when, when the enemy comes in and tries to plant that seed, that we pull it up and get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. When that Amen. thought comes, when that word comes, when that doubt, that fear comes, we've got to cast that away and say, no, Satan, it is written. Amen. Here's Amen. what the word of God says.
1: Amen.
0: You're a liar. That's Amen. not true. And no, I'm not going to allow that in my life. No, that can't remain and take take root. The, the bitterness. The, the anger, the fear, the doubt, the, the lust, whatever sin it is, yes. it starts as a seed. That's and right. we cannot allow it to remain in our life. We have to pluck that up and get rid of it. Whew, hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. See, God has given us his power and his name that we may be victorious and lay hold to eternal life through him. We can't do it on our own. That's why I say it takes supernatural power. It's not that it's supernatural strength to pull up a tree, but it's the power of God through the Holy Ghost that we're able to, when the enemy comes against us with sin, we can overcome that and say, no, that's not going to remain. I won't allow that to remain. Satan, I rebuke you. Yeah, let me rephrase that. I I heard someone say this. This week and I I thought it was I I thought it was interesting when when the enemy had come in and I'm trying to remember the exact account it was an angel I believe it was an angel that spoke this I wish I could remember all of it but you know sometimes we say I rebuke you but the angel when he spoke he said the Lord rebuke Sometimes we don't need to try and rebuke Satan. We just need to say, listen, that's not of God. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, in, it's not up to me to rebuke Satan. Listen, the word of God declared, so the Lord rebuke you. Just throw that in. Um, so we're instructed to live as overcomers and we have to uh we have to 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 do that so that we can take hold to eternal life through him and um you know it's interesting because in each one of the gospels there's there's one command that is written and and it's it's a powerful command and this is this is part of being able to live ready because in order to live ready, we have to obey what Matthew, what's found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Six times it's written in the Gospels: He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 16, it says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Mark writes and says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Now, these are the words of Jesus that are written in each one of these. Luke chapter 9: For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my name, uh, for my sake, the same shall save it. Luke 17 says, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. And then finally, John chapter 12 says, And he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. So what is the principle that that Jesus is teaching us here? How do we lose our life in order to find our life? I can remember, you know, thinking about this as a a young man and thinking, man, this guy's just writing in
1: circles.
0: How how do I lose my life and find my life and find my life and lose my life? That makes no sense to me. And it doesn't make sense in our own minds. To, To our carnal mind and to our thinking, that makes no sense. But Jesus taught about this, and he spoke about this because it is, it's so important to us. This is a key principle that we must learn in order to really live ready for him. Amen. First, uh, First Chronicles sixteen twenty nine says, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Scripture here is writing about bringing a sacrifice unto God. And we we know that true worship begins at the altar. If we're really going to worship God, we've got to have altars in our life. We've got to have a place of sacrifice before God. Right. See, we're no longer thank God, bring animals to the priest and say, here, slay these, put them up on this altar and and burn them and and let that be acceptable unto God and and a sweet-smelling savor that goes up before God. That's what the Bible talks about in the Old Testament. Thank God we no longer do that. But in Romans, we're taught that we are the sacrifice that must be offered up before God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Mm. Through our sacrifice, we prove what God's will is. That's that's key. That's a key thing that we have to remember. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24 tell us, But the hour cometh, and now is, that when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, capital S, but they that worship him must worship him in spirit, lowercase s, and in truth, lowercase t. How do we worship God in spirit and in truth that's not his spirit and his truth, but it's our spirit and our truth? How, how, how How does that manifest? How does that look? I can tell you how it looks. What we're sacrificing is, if you remember uh, in the, uh, uh, when we taught on the, uh, the gifts, we talked about three spirits that are at work. Spirit of God, spirit of the adversary, or spirit of Satan. What was the third spirit? Remember, it was that dumb spirit. <laughs> Self. This, this fleshly spirit, my spirit what the scripture is talking about says we must worship him in my fleshly spirit now i don't know about you but my fleshly spirit doesn't always want to worship god my fleshly spirit has other desires it has other things it, it would rather you know it would rather sleep in on a saturday morning instead of come to seven seven a.m. prayer You know it it would rather you know stay at home on a a tuesday night and say you know i've worked all day i'm tired i don't want to go to prayer at seven o'clock my flesh and my spirit says no i I don't want to go do these things i don't want to get up early in the morning and, and and you know pray and read my bible and have my devotions or whatever it may be but see we have to take our spirit our flesh and lay those on the altar every day and present those to God as a living sacrifice and say, No, God, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. And the, and the truth that the word is talking about there, that that truth that's that's not God's truth, not the, you know, not his word and 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 the, the things that are written in his word, but it's my truth. It's me being honest and open before God. Oh, listen, there's there's times where even as Christians, we want to hide behind some things. And we want to try to convince people of some things that aren't true. Oh, listen, I don't don't need anything from God right now. I'm I'm good. God's blessed me and I'm highly favored. Stop lying. (laughs) If you're breathing, you need help from God. We hide behind those things, and, you know, it's really, it's a matter of pride in our life. Even when we go to God in prayer, we, you know, we want to talk about the things that are okay, but we want to shy away from the things where we know we need help.
1: Amen.
0: You know, oh, yeah, let's not talk about those, God. Oh, Lord, you're, Lord, I worship you. You're you beautiful. You're lovely, God. You're, you're great. You're mighty. You're all these things. Yeah, but what about you? Let's not talk about that. Uh, Let let me praise you some, God. Oh, yes, hallelujah, I worship you. Woo! And and we get excited about that, but when God starts meddling in our life and starts saying, hey, what about that attitude you had the other day? Come on now. Woo! (laughs) Come on, we've got to worship him in truth. God knows us. God knows who you are He knows who I am We can't fool Him We might as well come to God and just be open And say hey listen I blow it Every now and then God Sometimes more often than not You know listen I make mistakes I have wrong attitudes I, I, You know I, I guess I'm the only one that has that Man thank God For a bunch of sanctified saints Y'all pray for your pastor because I'm still flesh. Amen. But you know what? I, I don't feel too bad because Paul said that he died daily. He had to go back to that altar every day and say, Lord, here I am again. I, I laid myself on the altar yesterday, but you know what? This flesh crawled off and said, no, I don't want to be there. I heard someone uh, talking about what's the difference between uh, the the sacrifice in the Old Testament and and this living sacrifice. And the guy said, oh, that's easy. He said, when you brought an animal and you slew that animal and you laid it on the altar, it couldn't crawl off. He said, but we're a living sacrifice and we can lay ourselves on the altar uh, this morning and by this afternoon, man, it's crawled off and it's gone somewhere else. And we have to keep this flesh sacrificed on that altar. That's why it's so important that we have an altar in our homes. Not not a physical, you know, not, there's my altar, God. But we've got to have a place. Whew we got to have a place in our home. Yeah, this, is why, this is why we talk about having a prayer closet or a, a secret place. Because there's got to be a place where you can go and you can get along with God and you can get honest with God. You can be transparent with him and say, listen, God, you already know all these things. Yes. You already know where I'm at. But God, let me just be honest with you and talk to you about me. God, I I know who you are and and you're awesome, God. But I also know who I am, and I need help. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. That's Amen. 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 good, Pastor. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We've got to to be able to worship God in an altar of sacrifice, and let this spirit and and this truth. Be sacrificed. Every day. Every day we need it. Every day we need that. If if Paul can say that he had to die daily, I, I know I need to. I've got to do that. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit, little S, and rejoice in Christ Jesus but we have or and have no confidence in the flesh. That's why they said that we worship God in that lowercase spirit because I don't have confidence in this flesh. Man, that's a powerful statement there. Sometimes we read that and just kind of brush over it, but those people were saying, listen, I can worship you in the spirit because I don't trust this flesh or that flesh or that flesh or that flesh over there. I don't trust the government flesh. I don't trust the, the educational system flesh. I don't trust the, the the medical professional flesh. I don't no flesh. I don't trust any of that. I trust you, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that Jesus didn't die on the cross? We talk about that. He really died before that. He died in the garden. See, if you look at it, when Jesus was in the garden before and he was praying, he asked his disciples to come with him and he went a little bit further and he he prayed. Bible talks about him praying with, with, with sweat and with tears that were as great drops of blood that fell from him. He was in anguish and that flesh was crying out. He was, he was getting a hold of the horns of the altar and saying, I don't want to do this. Listen, if Jesus Christ, his flesh, cried out, no, I don't want to do it. Amen. Okay. How much more do you and I have the propensity to cry out to God and say, no, God, I don't want to do that. It's going to happen. We're going we're to face those times. Yeah. But what did Jesus do? What did he say? He said, I'm dying right now. Because, Father, not my will. Amen. But your will be done. Amen. Listen, Jesus knew what he was facing. He knew the pain and the agony, the shame, the anguish that he was going to face. He knew as God the the the, you know the beating that he was going to endure. The the scourgings, the 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 humility, all of those things. And his flesh said, No. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to do it, God. I can't. I can't. I can't bear this, God. It's too much. I don't want to do it. Oh, but in His great love and in His mercy, the flesh of Jesus understood that there's something more important than my comfort, than than what my flesh wants. Amen. Oh, there's something, Church, that is more important. Than, than what our flesh desires yeah. there's a will of god that is more important than just our own comfort and and, and blessings Amen. and just as Jesus christ died in the garden that night we we have to learn to die we have to learn to sacrifice this <laughs> I love the the words, the the way that Luke recorded this. Jesus said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Lord, if there's any way possible, God, don't make me drink that. God, if there's any way that we can get around this, God, I, I want you to do that. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. It's a hard prayer. Yes. See, through our sacrifice of self-will and not hide, hiding behind the, the lies of pride and self-worth, we become that sweet-smelling savor of sacrifice that goes up into the heaven and pleases God. It's when we put ourselves on that altar, that, that, that aroma, our worship that we do in that, it goes up into the heavenlies and goes before the throne of God. And, and God, he's going, oh, you smell that? Angels, can you smell that? You 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 smell that that savor right there? Oh, that's so that's so beautiful to me. That aroma is so wonderful to me. That's a child of mine that's putting their self on the altar and sacrificing their will and saying, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. Yeah. Woo. Oh, it's that sacrifice. It, that, that brings God into our presence. Right. Oh, we're in His presence, but it brings God into our presence when we sacrifice. And, and it brings favor and blessings from God into our life. It's, it's at that time, if, if we'll stop trying to find happiness through carnal means and, and we start <coughs> presenting our life to God that we'll find true happiness we can have true happiness blessings and favor of god every day in our life if we just submit to him amen hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. why don't you stand with me today you. you know we have experienced some incredible moves of god over the last 28 days, we've made sacrifices of ourselves, our time, our lives, and we've received blessings from God. We've received protection, Brother Jacob, Yes. we've received Amen. protection. Brother Ben Loss, yes. I know he's not here with us today. Yes. We receive protection. Yes. There's Amen. others of us that we don't even know, but we've received protection. Yes. Thank you, Amen. Thank mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. We've received gifts from God Hallelujah. as a result of our sacrifice. Yes. See, and in this new season that we're in, we've got to continue daily to offer ourselves to him if we are going to be able to reap the harvest that he's called us into if we truly want to live ready we've got to learn to die daily (laughs) we can't live ready without dying there's no way our flesh will take over those sins will come in And we'll start eventually looking at at trees that are sprouting that we can't move on our own. Oh, but if we'll die out to him. It's powerful. It's a powerful thought. If we'll just die out to him and say, God, I surrender. That's all that God's waiting for. That's all he wants is for us to be willing to say, God, I, I yield to you. Oh, and, and, and God rushes in at that moment, and, and he begins to move. He begins to, to change things. He begins to, to, to make ways where there weren't ways. He begins to open doors. He begins to, to work things out in your life. He shows favor and blessings when we say, okay, God, I yield to you. Amen. I, I remember it. I, I'll just share this with you. Some of you, some of you know this, some of you may not. I can remember time in my my late teens, early twenties. I I got out of church. I, I left I left living for God. I still came to the house of God, but I was not living for God. I still lived at home, so I had to go to the house of God. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. In Thank God for parents that 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 wouldn't give me that option. They said, "No, you're going." Yes. But you know, it still has to be me that makes the choice. And, and and you know, I was I was out of out of church. I had gotten involved in things and and all all of this stuff. You know, you know how that happens. You know how. How that progresses. Well, it, it had worked that that work in my life. And and God got a hold of me. He he revealed to he revealed to, to my pastor what was going on. My pastor came to me. I told him he was crazy. God took me uh, he, he, he worked it all out to where I ended up at a camp meeting service were there with several hundred people, probably five, six hundred people. There were probably two or three hundred young people that were there. They had, they had paid to go to this camp. I just showed up one night. A man of God got up, got in the pulpit, and one of the first words out of his mouth was he said, to everybody here tonight, I apologize. What in the world? You you haven't even preached yet. You haven't had a chance to offend anybody or anything. Why are you
1: apologizing?
0: He said, I apologize because the message that I have tonight is for one individual here. He said, I fought with God. Tried my best to get him to let me preach something else. He said, but God won't have it. He said, so tonight I'm going to preach what God gave me. And he began to preach. And you know, you know how, you know that old saying about somebody reading your mail? <laughs> that preacher had been reading my mail. Because when he got up, he preached directly to me. And I can remember at the end of the service, I'm, I'm standing there and I know that God is dealing with me. And I had a choice I had to make. Yes. And so, you know, like so many times before I, you know, I was like, well, you know, here, let me just, you know, I'll go up to the altar and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just pray. And I, I, I walked up to the altar and I, I knelt down up there and there were some others that came around me. And I just couldn't get that breakthrough in my life. And I remember getting up, walking out of the, out of that church. I, I I walked to the back, and I I had this oh, I had this feeling of despair that just came over me. I was like, God, have I have I? waited too long have i have i gone too far i can't feel your presence even in this i can't get that breakthrough even in a message that's been directed specifically to me and i walked outside of the doors of that church thinking i don't know what's going to happen I walked around to the to the side of that building. Those of you that have ever been up to our camp, it was the old tabernacle. And on the side there, they have all those air conditioners lined up. And I can remember being right there by one of those air conditioners. And I, I was standing there just going, I, I don't even know what to do. I know that God was talking to me. He was drawing me. But... Couldn't, I couldn't break through. I, I didn't know what to do. and My pastor came over. And he looked at me. And he said, it's all true, isn't it? And I had a choice to make. Do I, do I allow this flesh to remain comfortable and say... Oh, oh no uh-uh, no it's it's not no I, I just I just went up and prayed you know I mean, you saw me I went up and prayed right I, I could have done that I could have let pride and, and selfishness and, and my own self- will rise up but he said it's all true isn't it and I knew in that moment that I had to I, I had to I had to be honest and I told him I said yeah it's all true And he said, let's pray. And right there on the outside of the tabernacle, right there by that AC unit, we begin to pray. And, oh, you talk about a a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Something changed in me that night. It, It didn't matter to me that I was kneeling down in my, you know, in my suit. It didn't matter to me that I was kneeling down in the dirt. That, that condensate line running over there making mud and I'm kneeling down in it. It didn't matter that I'm I'm out there and there are people that are leaving church, they're walking by, and they're, you know, they're on their way to go get some food somewhere, go fellowship, and I'm there, tears streaming down my face. It didn't matter to me. I said, I've gotta, I've gotta make this sacrifice, and I can tell you. That night, there were chains that were broken. There were addictions that were removed. <laughs> and no, it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't easy. I, I had to go and, and, and make some decisions in my life from that point forward. There were things that I I just would not allow myself to even be around. Because I said, "No, I'm not going to take the the chance that that sin will draw me back in." Amen. There were people in my life that I just I, I just determined I'm never contacting them again.
1: Amen.
0: Or at least not not until I'm in a in a different position a, a different place with God. I'm in a I'm in a, a state right now where you know, it'd be easy to be drawn back in, and so I, I just said, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. And I had to make a choice. I had to die. It was up to me.
1: Amen. Right.
0: It was my choice and my choice alone to make. I, I could have walked away, and I don't know. Maybe God would have been merciful. But according to to what the Lord had had told my pastor, that was not the case. I didn't know it at the time. I just knew that that I had reached a point where I had to get, get a hold of God. I knew that. But it wasn't until after I made my decision that the pastor... Spoke to me and said, I can't tell you how glad I am that you responded. And I said, well, why? He said, because I was in fear of your life. He said, with what God spoke to me, he was giving you one more chance.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I thank God. Oh. I thank God for altars and places where we can sacrifice ourselves and say, God, it doesn't matter. Nothing else around me matters. God, I choose you. I choose you, God. Church, I look back now and that's. That's been over 30 years ago. And God knew where he wanted to take me. God, God could see down the road and, and he could see that he wanted me here leading this church. He wanted me here pastoring. He wanted me here so that we can have what we've got today. And, and be used of him in the way. And so but God left the choice to me. And today, God leaves the choice to you. Are you willing to, to sacrifice and let God have his way? Because God sees down here. And he knows what he has for you too. Amen. For every one of us. Amen. God Amen. sees where it is. And, and we all have things that we need to put on the altar. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Church, today... I just, I, I, I want to open up the altar. I, I want to invite us all just to come around and just pray. Just find a place where we can, we can be open and honest with God, and just say, God, I choose you. God, I'm willing to, to lay all this stuff aside. God, I, I know, I know that you're being merciful to me, God. Oh, God. Oh, come along right now. Let's just begin to talk.